Mary. Poppins, who came back? You seem hardly to have aged at all. Really? One never discusses a woman's age, Michael. Would have hoped I taught you better. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome to the Unlawless Where Matt and Bob, happy holidays, happy in-between Christmas, New Year's, weird sort of nebulous space of the calendar. Uh, Bob, how you doing? Matthew Ace, welcome back to the analysis. Oh, God. <laughs> What's going on, ass crack? <laughs> hey, at least it was better than Lin-Manuel Miranda's, actually. Yeah, really. Uh Today we're going to be talking about Mary Poppins Returns, a nice Christmassy film, uh, a sequel 54 years in the making, and I have it down here, that is the longest year gap of any sequel. Did not know that. Um, you learn something new every day. Yeah, although it definitely felt more of a remake, considering every single beat was the same. Correct, they definitely J.J. Abrams this. Yeah, they uh, they definitely went for the member berries. Correct, <laughs> and that's really I, apparently because wasn't that Force Awakens? Was that also a, a Disney? That's their move, apparently. That is Take their move. The classic nostalgia. We want we want to change nothing. We repackage it with a fresh face, and everyone will eat it up like candy. Yeah. Now, I act. This was I actually liked this movie. Okay. No, let's let's not get off on the yeah, wrong. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we're also communicating a wrong message here because I did enjoy it as well. Uh, it's sitting at seventy eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which I, I think is fair. Seventy eight. I mean, that's a C. Yeah, but uh, I see seventy eight. Yeah, I, I actually I would agree with that. I mean, everyone's gonna like praise Emily Blunt, and I think she was great, although kind of lacking in. She was a bit colder than yeah, Julie she Andrews. she wasn't as warm as Julie Andrews. Julie Andrews smiled a little bit when she was Mary Poppins. Yeah. I didn't get a lot of Emily she... Blunt smiling besides when she, the off we go into the, the tub. But, yeah, not a lot of cheer, right. not a lot of joy. This one particularly skewered a little sadder than the, the first one as well. Uh... I, I I mean I disagree. Okay. I, just because the first one the first one goes really sad with like the tuppence of, like the feed the birds and then the when they're following Mister Banks and you feel so bad for the guy you, you don't really have that same compassion for uh, Daniel Banks or I mean what was the son's name Michael Banks yeah Michael sorry um you don't really kind of have the sort of empathy for him as much really see um, I'm gonna disagree uh, I thought that that was the MVP of the movie because I... Ben Wishaw? Yeah, Ben Wishaw. I, I, I thought his song was the best song. The Since You Went Away song. I, I really liked that moment in the attic there. And I... Uh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll agree with that Empathetic as well. for the character. So I, I, I enjoyed him. But yeah, maybe they're both pretty... They both have, have that element of sadness before Mary Poppins arrives. Um... I I was swept up with the nostalgia right off the bat. First of all, like uh, for me, uh, the original Mary Poppins was kind of my my first memory of watching a movie. It was uh, that and uh, that and Fievel Goes West Ooh. were the the two earliest movies I can remember watching. Um, and, and Mary you're Poppins really into it. I remember deal. when Mary Poppins the stage production came to Chicago. Those that was something you had to see. And you went to great lengths to get into that theater to see it. So I, I always remembered that Mary Poppins was something that was 
special to you and you're from england you're an english turd so the uh, um i i didn't see it in chicago you didn't get to I, see uh, it in chicago though i saw it when it came out to la okay. and i i kind of hated all the the new songs and the 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 addition of like a almost like a wicked witch from the west character Ooh. um i i yeah i didn't like the play i and then uh, but you went to great the, lengths the, to see the, it the the spirit was there yeah for sure um i almost saw it in new york as well um, when I went out to see Sarah Ray, but um, ended up seeing, um, I think, Phantom and then also Les Mis. Okay. So two two classics instead of a uh, uproarious, funner thing. Well, whatever. Um, <laughs> so the major problems I have with this, uh, not a single memorable song, really. Yeah. It, it's, I know it's hard to create an instant classic, but Frozen's really been the only one to do that. Correct. Um. And, since the but, run but of the really, Disney classics, yeah, the since the golden age where every single soundtrack was had bangers on it and we'll remember forever. This it seems a lot harder to do nowadays. I don't know what that is. I thought um, the same thing. More, we we take for granted that we grew up in in probably the golden age of animation, where we were yeah, getting sure. when, in our childhood, starting with Little Mermaid, and you would just every single year get a movie that came out that had a song that was sweeping the nation and everybody was singing and you could put it on a CD and and kids these days what are their what are their jams besides let it go i think you hit the nail on the head with that and there's i don't think there's going to be a song that this generation or the newer generations are going to relate to in this one like like step in time right so instead of Step of Time, you've got Triple Little Light Fantastic, uh, which was okay. I, I mean, I, honestly, everything, every musical number was okay, except for a few mildly annoying ones like Turning Turtle with Meryl Streep, who I thought was a really lame cameo. I kind of liked her, actually. Uh, I thought she was a fun change of pace. Uh, yeah, but like in the original, the fun change of pace was like that that uh, guy who's up on the, yeah. the ceiling mm-hmm. laughing and... Um, I love to laugh is such a better song. Not to not to compare the two because it's stupid mm-hmm. to do that. But if if we look at this on its own, like where do you think? I mean, a cover is not a book. When when we kind of get to see Lin Manuel like in his element, like yeah, that rap was uh, a lot of place as well. It was out of place, but it's like we got to give this guy something. And like I I know Dick Van Dyke is American, and people kind of chided his Cockney accent, but I honestly Maybe don't mind opens. that. I don't mind. I don't mind that at all because he's such a more. He has such a bigger presence, and he's so much more charming than Lin Manuel Miranda. Yeah, even Lin Manuel, they may as well have called him Bert. He's definitely the Bert. Uh, yeah, but he's not he's nearly exact as same, fun. Yeah. Do you think it's because this is his first transition in terms of a mainstream from theater to movie? Do you think he's still trying to yeah. figure that out a little bit? Because it's a very different yeah, performing sure. on stage as you know is the camera. There's a transition period there, so. I think he's and, learning yeah. a little bit on the fly. And and I think I I mean he's he's the genius in terms of what he's able to write and like his improbabilities. I mean no one's denying that. Um I didn't see the original cast obviously. Um but what I've saw in in film versions it's like is he even the best Hamilton that played that role? It's um, better than the Lin Manuel Hamilton. Is that what you're saying? I'm just saying that like people that took over for him mm-hmm. um I think maybe you were better suited. I, I just think he like his his big skill is in writing, um, mm-hmm. 
and and performing, you know, kind of the hip hop um, uh, improv, uh, which I think is one of the most important things in the world to be able to do. Yeah. But yeah, here it's just so out of place, and I just I was like, man, this guy's like not ready for for the screen. Uh, not to mention the fact that his accent was horrendously uh, distracting in in that it was so bad. Do you um, think they almost? Because there, there's got to be dialect coaches that are right there on the set. I know. Do you think like, that they were kind of like, oh, it's in the spirit of this, uh, of this movie and the, of this franchise to have an American dude doing a bad English accent. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. But I was like, there are so many people that have their hands into this thing. It's so carefully managed, and it's like, it's so precious. These these di- Disney um, IPs, where it's like. You know, there's a thousand producers on it, and there's all these rewrites, and uh, it's like no one's gonna be like, "This is bad. This is not a good accent." Like, what are yeah, we gonna the dailies do? Dailies have to be the most scrutinized dailies. These these giant Disney projects. They, I'm sure there's a, a giant think tank full of people, and they're showing it to focus groups and getting opinions all mm-hmm. over the place. I, I, it had to be a choice. Leaving his accent the way it was to me is in the spirit of the franchise. I think that it was a deliberate choice and not just whoopsie. That's as good as he can do. I don't know. That's, 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 that's... <laughs> don't... Or maybe just they don't have the ear for it. I guess there's gotta be here's what's kind of if... here's what's kind of interesting that uh, I guess um, Walt Disney when he was still alive uh, after the movie came out in uh, was it '64 he tried to get a sequel made every year. Uh, and was rejected by P.L. Travers every single year because she really didn't like the ad- adaptation, which I think is is kind of crazy because it's super successful. And I mean, I mean, we've I think you and I have seen Saving Mr. Banks, yeah, and which we really if enjoy. If yeah, if we're to believe that portrayal of her, she seemed like way overly protective because it, you know it was about her dad mm-hmm. and whatever. Um, yeah, the material was but so there close were, to her. Yeah, there were seven books she wrote, which I oh, I wasn't aware of. So there's a lot of material to draw from in making a sequel. Which then it's like, well, why make the exact same movie if there's seven books you could you could pull from? Um, I actually had a thought that instead of it being shortly after and still using the Banks children and some of it feeling a little old hat, if they would have had it modernized and Mary Poppins comes into a modern setting. And they and that's when the rap would really fit a lot better into the movie. And it also just you could you could even have some similar beats, but it wouldn't feel so identical because you're using the same house and it's still essentially the same time period. And if Mary Poppins could kind of come in a modern Mary Poppins for a modern audience, I think that would have been an interesting. It could have also just been horrible, but. I don't. I I really don't want to see Mary Poppins with a bunch of bratty, rude kids on their phone. Like I don't want to see her dealing. I, like okay, no, that, maybe I'm off. I I I still think well because the in the other way now it just feels recycled. It does feel recycled, but there was an element of kind of like, well, nostalgia for one, but also just kind of like like the magic being more believable in the was it the fifties or sixties? It was set twenty five years mm-hmm. after the original. Um, it, it's more like the the sense of wonder in children is more prevalent back then, and they're, you know, also like the the ma- the manners is more yeah, in keeping with the yeah, 
That's true. British manners and upbringing. That's true. So, like, well, when we get to see the Banks family house uh, again, that kind of like stirred emotions in me, okay. and it was it's it's really sweet. Um, and there's a lot of moments that are, that are sweet. And then going into the bathtub, that was you know fun animated. Yeah, moment. I think that was I, one of the strong points of the movie because I know we've kind of focused a little bit on some of the things we didn't like, but I I loved the two D animation. I thought the scene in yeah. the bowl. I thought the carriage ride in the bowl was really nice and sweet. And that's and the, go ahead. When they incorporate the two D, sorry, they, yeah, when they incorporate the two D, and also in the first one, that's the most fun. Like the super fragilistic expialidocious scene, the with with the the fox hunt. Um, that's that's when they're able to bring in the the classic Disney animation, and that's kind of the best part. So yeah, we we had the. Can you imagine that in the. Uh, bathtub a bit more th- 3d modernized mm-hmm. and then we go into the the royal dalton music hall scene with the um, the edge of the bowl and we get the 2d animation yeah the bowl and, like, was the, really the penguins cool. yeah mm-hmm. and the penguins and crystal dowd was nice as like the uh what the 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 dog carriage driver he's a fox but yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so that was another like smack of or it was a recycled moment i think worked the best um, although when, when we did a cover is not a book, I, I don't know that I liked Mary Poppins with a Cockney accent that seemed a little off. But then that was, color. that was also the longest set piece. The cover is yeah. not a book. That was a long number. And I think, yeah, it just seemed a little forced when it was okay, Lynn, now you go do your thing. Here's why you're here. And he does this little rap poem and I, yeah. I just wasn't as engaged into that song as I think they thought people would be, and so I, yeah, I, I agree. But it was nice to see him in his Elvin, though. I, I just because it's like that's why you have him. Yeah. Otherwise, it's just a guy doing a bad accent. Like, <laughs> and, well, like what the fuck? Like get someone else. It's so y- yeah, God damn it. <laughs> so let's talk about some things that you like because I like the kids. And I think you, you touched on a really funny thing that, that I'd noticed just through my time on Instagram. Have you seen these kids? And I think I and I might even disagree with you in that you could have it in a modern setting because British kids to me st- still seem like they have some of that that British politeness and charm. Did you say, have you seen the kids uh-huh. talking about Father Christmas? And the dad's telling and the, yeah. and the kid, no, for the Christmas, put me on the nice list. And it's it sounds oh, yeah, like I did a little see that. kid. I'm not, no, I'm not on the naughty list. No, because that's not right. <laughs> I, I'm not on the naughty list. No, you tell Father Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I so that kid to me seems like he's cut right out of the right out of Mary Poppins. But Yeah, uh, well, that still very much exists. So, it's just, uh, I, I just don't want to, because we have, you know, the, the nanny or whatever that... Uh, that reality show where these nannies ah, come in true. and they have to deal with the the jerky. But kids. anyway, but you could you could have had more charming British kids modern. But in, I, I digress. Uh, these uh, I think um, the kids and and the sweetness of the kids. I thought all the kids were really good actors actually. Yeah, and I yeah, appreciate that because sure. not always do you get good child performers even to a, a major budget Hollywood movie, you'd be surprised at how many times you get lousy kid actors. I'm going, man, they couldn't find uh-huh. a single kid to do this part. But I thought all three kids, especially the 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 girl, the daughter, was they were all really mm-hmm. good. Uh, I thought... Yes, yeah, she was strong. The, the, the dad, Ben Wishaw, is that what you said his name was? Yeah, Ben Wishaw and then uh, Emily Mortimer were both really strong. Yeah, and then... Um, 
what did you think of Colin Firth as the the dickhead banker? Yeah, yeah, spot on. Yeah, I thought he was great. Uh, yeah, great casting. And then Dick Van Dyke. What a great little yeah, scene. I love- what a great send-off to his career, because I'm assuming it's the last thing he'll do. But that song about how people think you're ending and you're just starting up, or I'm paraphrasing, but his little dance, and that was just a, a, a just kind of surveying the audience right after that moment happened. Everybody had a big smile on their face, and people tapping each other's arms and kind of enjoying that moment. I thought that those were all really nice pieces. Yeah, to see him back there was a great cameo. Uh, so he plays uh, Mr. Dow's Jr. So he played Bert and also Dow's Sr. in the original, which not a lot of people remember. I don't. Uh, he he was he he great. It was a great makeup um, uh, achievement. So he plays this crippled old man as well as uh, Bert. Hmm. Um, and then so in this one, he, he looks almost exactly the same, but he's playing the the son. Who at the end of the original is is flying a kite and and thanking Mary Poppins for uh, or he's thanking the Banks family for for letting his father die with a smile on his face because he was like uh, if you remember he he starts laughing at the joke Mr. Banks tells him about the man with one leg okay. <laughs> and then so he dies while laughing um, and then his son I guess, is then also played by uh, Dick Van Dyke that's awesome that act. That actor died in 2013. Did you catch when they um, were they were surveying the office of the bank and you could see the mural just very briefly? And it was I, I just knew from previews and such that Dick Van Dyke was this old great man, completely white with a big white beard. And so I saw that kind of in the corner. I'm like, oh, okay, so that's how they're gonna use him. He's gonna probably come. Save I the wasn't day here. He, I mean, he's so by design. It looks exactly like the character he played in the original. So I wasn't sure. I was like, wait, didn't, he, didn't that character die? Because for a minute, I was like, is this the, supposed to be the son, or is it the same guy who hasn't aged? Um, but yeah, it is the son. He just looks exactly like how his dad looked at that age, mm-hmm. which makes sense. I guess uh, Julie Andrews turned down a cameo role, um, which is kind of a shame, but I guess her th- feeling was that um, what, that she didn't want to steal Emily Bunn's thunder. That's, she kind of wanted it to be her show. That's that British, and, that British politeness class act all the yeah, way that that makes sense you know caitlin's caitlin's um, very big into julie andrews so she was kind of like oh man i wish we would have saw julie andrews come in but i i think that's very that's very good of her to allow Emily we Lento. did get an an angela lansbury cameo as the uh, balloon lady was cool mm-hmm. i mean that's uh you know, just a, a legend of uh, of di- from bed knobs and broomsticks. She played Mrs. Mrs. Potts, Potts in, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was nice to have, a, you know, a legend step in. If, if we're not going to get Julie Andrews, uh, just still a, a Disney uh, stalwart. Yeah, I. So there were some there were some nice moments uh, for sure. I, I I thought it had good pace to it. Besides that that one piece that we were talking about with. Uh, covers out of the book or whatever but um it moved along really well and again it it gave you what you wanted which was that family warm nostalgic wholesome goodness and that's what you paid for when you were going in and and i think it delivered absolutely so i the group that i went with they're not film critics they all had a blast i was able to turn off my cynical brain for a while and and really just make an effort to enjoy it and i feel like i did again opportunities like you were saying music probably could have been more memorable but 
overall, I, I think I enjoyed it. Yeah, I I would say I enjoyed eighty percent of it. Um, it's would you uh, say seventy eight percent? Yeah, yeah. Actually, I would. Um, at mul- at multiple moments, I uh, I was kind of overcome with the you know, like the, the happy tears. Um, it was really, and then I I thought at many times like, why aren't more movies made like this? It's so like heartwarming and sweet and it, it's such a great property it's such a shame that the 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 originator held so close we couldn't get more out of it but um i i really loved it i just got so distracted by lin manuel that it, towards the end things were going around like it was like uh everything was wrapping up with all these sweet moments with the kids and and uh, you know um, the Banks family, and then he would pop in and say something dumb. Hi, like, oh, everybody! Fuck, it's shut. me. <laughs> yeah, remember me again? Oh wait, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to be doing an accent. Like, just shut up, God! <laughs> you've already you've already had your moment. And it's it's just so not. He's trying to get. It's laid. like nowhere near. He's trying to get laid at the yeah, end. Yeah, I know. You gotta throw up that yeah, that was. Line. Yeah, I gotta <laughs> try to get the lamplighter laid. <laughs> they kept talking about how with an sexy upper middle was. class. They were like, ooh, Ooh. that handsome lamp light. Oh, God, yeah. How come no one's sleeping with him right now? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that guy gets all the chicks. (laughs) Yeah, so... Guy makes, what, uh, tuppence a a year. What what movie followed its predecessor's beats more, this or Force Awakens? Uh, This is so much more obvious. I think Force Awakens, you kind of have to step back and, like, and then take in the backlash and be like oh yeah i guess it was kind of similar but in the moment you're kind of more swept up on that and it's like oh yeah fuck yeah star wars here we go um this it's like well well (laughs) jesus it's it's a complete remake just they changed the names of the songs and made them worse so there you go But I think the theme of it was also like remembering your childhood and, you know, remembering what it is to be a kid and using your imagination. So, and even that, it's remember this movie from your childhood for for guys like us or or for people older. And maybe, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe Papians. Oh, I remember. Remember 2D cartoons? (laughs) Oh, yeah, that was fantastic. Remember Step in Time? Oh yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> so, um, God, yeah. What was and then like up where the smoke is all billowed and what's the name of that? Where the other song? where the happy places go or what was it? No, 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 no. I'm trying to think. Yeah, where the place where lost things uh-huh. go into uh, a trip light, a trip a little light. And also when they're trying to explain what Cockney rhyming slang is, that was really lame. Um. Uh, it, within that mode, they like they very really pushed for the whole. This is a Cockney bit. Yeah. Um, whatever. So. The old apples and pears. Mm-hmm. Um. What else have you been seeing, Bob? So I've been I I turned off Venom last night. I was watching Venom. I turned that off. I just recently watched a movie that's been on my list for a while. A shot in, uh, or at least shot around Detroit. A set in Detroit called White Boy Rick with. Oh, I meant to get to that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Just a lot of potential, but overall very disappointing. 
that's what the reviews told me or when I read the tea leaves because I think that was on our list of like what we're excited to see back in last summer or whatever and Sean Detroit blah 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 by you know uh, based on a true story always kind of interesting Matthew McConaughey yeah but he's kind of been swinging and missing lately huh? I wouldn't say he swings and misses in this one but it's uh, just in terms of the story is is needs a lot of polishing it it gets very uh rushed the pacing is is tough and yeah i i i struggled with it but so uh so venom you couldn't make it through no no i turned it off i and again a lot of these uh would be considered give it a stream because they're all on amazon uh for about five bucks or that's that's the sweet spot so when you go to search amazon prime video i always my favorite place is the it's it's a new release but not nineteen dollars. It's the five dollar rental. That's my sweet spot. Yeah. So a lot of these are on the five dollar <laughs> sweet spot. So like bad times at El Royale. When I saw that trailer I said, Oh, that's a five ninety nine or right away. And Oh, for and sure. So the yeah. same with I think that's gonna be my movie tonight. But so White Boy Rick was last night and so then around nine o'clock I fire up Venom on the five ninety nine and it was it was so bad that uh basically once i started to get the feel of where it was gonna go i i said i've seen enough and i shut it down which is really disappointing because tom hardy's in my top five probably in my top three michelle williams is one of my favorite actresses i don't know what the hell compelled her to do this project besides money i just was trying to get that the piece of the marvel pie I guess I it made me sick that they took these <laughs> these quality actors that have been could have done something actually <laughs> worthwhile in in and it could have made a real movie and they they ended up doing Venom. I was I was really and ended up being very angry and frustrated. So were you disappointed by the use of the actors or the way they were used in the Venom story? I was disappointed by. Like, do you think they could have made a good Venom movie, or are you a Venom guy? I was interested. That was one of the trailers that every year I think about the trailers that deceived me the most and how good of a job the uh-huh. trailer did of selling me the movie, selling me a bad movie. Yeah. And that, I think, would win the award this year of when I first saw it without hearing anyone else's opinion, I said, ooh, Tom Hardy? <laughs> that animation looks pretty cool. I'm in to see that. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I... I don't know about you, but my favorite, <laughs> my favorite superhero I, I, was always uh, Batman. But Spider Man was a pretty close second, and you know, Venom's a big part of that. So I was, I I, 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 I can be honest and say that I was intrigued. And then just the more you saw are, and heard, the, the 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 less you wanted to see it. But man, are you are you always so camp when you uh, watch trailers? Yeah, I mean, ooh, oh, remind, oh. Basically, I, I started to get the habit after I went to see a Broadway show called Young Frankenstein, and the the patrons <laughs> that were sitting next to me uh, instilled that in me uh, at a very young age. Um, I had the same thing, except when I went to go see Drowsy the following night, and uh, they were with me as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. The Drowsy Chaperone with Bob Saget. Yeah. Um, oh, they're well, coming out of the floor? They're coming out so, of the, the floor. When I saw the trailer for Venom, I said, "Oh, Tom Hardy and animation." Yeah, I agree. T- like Tom Hardy stepping into the Marvel universe, you're like, "Okay, this guy's like fucking legit." Let's he's let's go. Best. It's not just you he's know. My, he's probably the best actor. In, this is, a, in my humble opinion, the best actor that's done one of these movies so far. Maybe Downey Jr. I don't know, but 
Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch, I guess. Is yeah. But it, I guess. Uh, Benedict's but he's, up there. He's, I mean, he's he's such a huge star. He was such a huge get for them. And, and for them to completely miss on the Venom was was really frustrating. Because I just think about what else he could have done with that time and those resources. Yeah. Um, well, you know, everyone's just got to get paid so they can go off and do their... Yeah. Um, He'll probably run three uh, art house movies for, the, for what he got paid off of this. And, you know, then I'll be happy. But... Man, anyway. Rourke 2. Wait, what, what was that movie where he was in the car the whole time? Lock. Lock, not Rourke, yeah. Rourke. <laughs> Lock, Lock 2. He forgets his keys and has to go yeah. back. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I saw some great streamables uh, lately. Um, they're all on Amazon or Netflix. Uh, I guess I'll point out the better ones. Minding the Gap, which is on Hulu, is a great documentary. Uh, I, I've been I've been banging the drum for Free Solo ever since I saw that. I'm not sure what the, I mean the documentary nominations can go so many ways because of all the regulations they have with it. And there's so much out there. Let but, me say um, before if, you move on that you, out of everybody I know, are the best documentary person. You see more documentaries, not just the nominated ones. You see a lot of stuff. And every time you recommend me one and you highly recommend it, they're always money. So I'm going to give you some shine that you are a fantastic. <laughs> you, you are the documentary guy. When there's a great documentary, it's it's almost always like one of the best You'll movies see of that the year. year. I mean, like, mm-hmm. yeah, like like the Cove, like the way like the, indiv- uh, the investigative journalism that is on display and they they uncover this horrific murder of dolphins. I mean, like. The, the shit people, documentary filmmakers, are able to achieve, it's like, it changes the world and, like, how you how view certain things. And so Minding the Gap, less so, but it's about, like, it's about the kids of, of it's it's about the, the, the kids of parents that have lost their jobs in factories of, like, middle of America, you know, Illinois, Pittsburgh towns, like, like you know, Detroit would be an example. Mm-hmm. Like, people that, when industry leaves, West Virginia, like, coal miners, like, when the industry leaves and like their parents are just like, fuck, what are we going to do? And then these are the kids that had to grow up in that, uh, in the ripple effect, you know, the rec- yeah. yeah. In the ripple effect. And so it's, you know, they took to skateboarding and, you know, some of them have kids. So it's like their buddy has been filming them their whole lives, you know, just like filming them, do some cool tricks and then just kept filming and kind of uncovered like these guys growing up Story. and yeah. dealing with abuse and, and, being poor and it's really halfway in you kind of forget it's a documentary and you you, these are like real characters and they're all well formed and he pulls great stuff from just just being around these guys long enough and they just kind of feel so comfortable that they they kind of just pour it all out uh it's definitely worth a watch i think it's one of the best movies uh of the year i prefer free solo i'm definitely going to go see that in imax when it's released i think it's an incredible incredible viewing experience yeah, it's going to be released, I think, January 11th for a select run in IMAX. If we're able to see it, if it's out in Chicago, I mean, I'd definitely go. You're, you're on the edge of your seat. It's really cool. intense. Cool. Uh, an- another one I want to point out there is uh, our boy Joaquin Phoenix, You Were Never Really There. I loved it. I saw That's... that like five or six months ago. But Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah, I really liked that one as well. What, were, what was your take? Uh, yeah, it was like a, an art house taken. Um mm-hmm. And you're you're like, man, you just want to see you you want to see him beat these fucking 
like child molesters, but they don't they don't give you the satisfaction. Uh, he's kind of walking around on the the close you know this closed circuit TV and just going from TV to TV like you're a security guard watching this guy, you know, go in there and, and kick ass. Yeah. Um, there are a lot of moments where it's kind of like you don't really have full grasp on what's going on. You just kind of get little snippets of his upbringing and what motivates him. Yeah, the um, weird stuff with his mom. The just yeah. his, his relationship with his mother. That was a that was a tough scene when he comes home. And, yeah. But. but I think it was expertly made and very awesome, and he totally dives into that role. Joaquin's one of our guys. It's he's he's yeah. an analysis. He's on the list of the analysis uh, backing. So He's on the wall. Yeah. He's in our <laughs> Hall of Fame. Um, and then also I saw Support the Girls, which I would give a miss, and then um, Happy as Lazaro, which kind of won the Cannes Film Award for Best Screenplay. Could be a player in the Screenplay Awards or maybe the Foreign Film Awards. Uh, but that was that was pretty cool and kind of mind-bending in that uh, it's kind of going along, and all of a sudden there's this really big kind of reveal where it's, this guy becomes like a Jesus figure, and he, he doesn't age while the movie jumps Ten years, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a really, it's 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 pretty cool. Uh, it's a uh, it's Italian film takes place in uh, rural Italy, and you think it's kind of a period piece until there's like a moment where you're like, oh, th- this is modern day. These people are like slaves. Wow. <laughs> They're like yeah. the, uh, It's kind of cool. It's a big turn, and I got kind of ruined it. But um, <laughs> uh, whatever. Well, give them a stream. But, um, yeah, give them a stream. So cool. Well, yeah, there we go. All right, chop. Mary Poppins, ra- solid chop wraps up our Mary Poppins and a little uh, little segment called "Give It a Stream." And what are you gonna be? What are you gonna be? What are you gonna be looking forward to seeing? I mean, you saw Vice. I, saw Vice, I gotta go gotta check go that see out it so we can talk about it. But not a lot on the horizon. Uh, I need to start cleaning up a lot of these um, Golden Globe or Oscar bait movies uh, on our final push towards Oscar season. Uh, so yeah, there's just not a ton. Holmes and Watson got horrible reviews, so I'm I'm not in a big rush to see that. The Mule. Yeah. I had a few friends. Uh, Mike Hammond from Denver. That's been on the pod. Friend of the pod. Uh, he he's very uh, was not very into that one, but still one that I'm interested in seeing. Yeah, I was gonna see that on uh, Christmas Eve, uh, but never got around to it. We couldn't get our schedules lined up to, to go see it. So uh, that that's one I had tertiary interest in, and in that it's kind of has a feel of a Gran Torino. Like, has he captured the get magic one more lawn. time? But based on his last, I don't know, shooter was kind of okay. But um, or yeah, whatever, he's been sniper. dull though. I'd say so yeah, dull for a yeah. long time. He's been dull. Uh, I, 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 since, since the, what was the one million dollar baby? I haven't really been excited about a Clint Eastwood project, but I, I think you should go see vice so we can talk about it. I need to yeah. watch Roma so we can yep. talk about that. Oh, you haven't seen no, it yet. No, I have not. So, um, Oh, I thought, I thought you, yeah, already. I went to watch yeah. it and then I, you know, got sidetracked, but I, so I think our next chop people should be prepared. We're going to talk uh, about vice. We're also going to need to talk about Roma. If uh, if I can make a final plea, if it's if it's not in theaters around you, if you go to watch it, just like, like make it a, make an event, like try to like turn off your phone. I'll put the phone in another fucking room. I'll put the phone get, in the get, other get, room. Get, get your TV. Get your room nice and dark. Maybe try to adjust your TV so it doesn't look like a soap opera. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I I don't know. Just just uh, 
you know that that's my two cents. Not to be a yeah, not know, to be a total prick about. It. Cool. Does Cameron <laughs> have any drink re- uh, referrals for me? While we're at it. Uh, yeah, we just got in a lovely uh, bottle of orange bitters, uh, Alessio Sweet Vermouth. He was shaking some of that up with. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, we got a yeah. Anyway, he's got a whole bar set up nice. going here. Perfect. Well, I appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for coming on. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's good to chat with you, Bob. Solid shop. And uh, let's do it again next time. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Triple O Life Fantastic. Stepping time. Stepping time. Come on, mighty. Stepping time. Stepping time. Stepping time. Stepping time.